The Fantasy Focus Football Podcast is presented by GEICO. Whether you rent or own, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Go to GEICO.com today. Fantasy, you're in the 06010. What is up, everybody? Daniel Dopp, Mike Clay, the Fantasy Focus DFS podcast. Oh, and by the way, we are joined by our buddy Al Zeidenfeld. Al, what's up, my friend? How's it going, Daniel? You know, it's going pretty well, other than the fact that it is like 40 degrees where I am, and it's like 80 degrees and beautiful where you are, but no big deal. No, it's cold here today. It's like 64. Oh, my gosh. I'm, not, oh. I'm so not interested in let's you talk right about, now. Let's talk about football. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do, do something else. Uh, all right, before we start this off, this is our Thursday DFS podcast every single week. Mike, Al, and I do DFS. If you guys want to get a little bit of dip your toe in the water, maybe make a little couple of shekels and, and do some fun things with it. <laughs> shekels? Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's a word that people use for money sometimes. Okay. I haven't heard that for a while. Yeah. yeah. My grandfather, I think, okay. used that. But. All right. Uh, do us a favor. Join our free DraftKings League. Costs no money to enter. And guess what? There are $200 in prizes. We have a bunch of people that we are going to uh, make sure that we mention a little bit later. Some people that uh, have, have won some... Uh, Indeed we will. Have won some shekels. Yeah. it's not. We're not just taking that money for ourselves. The people are out there. I literally... have collected it. Yeah. Only one of us has actually taken home any money this, uh, this year. <laughs> that's me. No, that's not even true. Yes, it is. I took I, home a dollar. I did week one. Oh, my gosh. You, you're rich. You're all, right, all right, rich guy. All right. We're going to talk about some quarterbacks here. Let's start this off with Jameis Winston. $6,200 taking on the Atlanta Falcons. And here's the question, Mike. Help me have confidence in a situation where it's like good Jameis, bad Jameis. And sometimes I realize bad Jameis can still put up decent fantasy points. But, like, it's, man, I never feel comfortable just putting him in my starting lineup. Yeah, bad Jameis, he'll throw the but the interceptions, right? But then he'll come back and throw for 400 yards. Exactly. Right? So it, still, it yeah. still works out pretty well. Only 6,200. Speaking of warm weather, he'll be playing, as always, in warm weather. But he's in uh, the Atlanta's Dome this week, so you'll like that for sure. 300-plus passing yards in five straight games and in seven of his past eight. Of course, you get the bonus at DraftKings. Three-point so hitting, bonus, yep. Yes, hitting 300 is key. He hasn't had a really big week in a while, but he's had 21 plus fantasy points in four straight and six of his past seven. So he's had a decent floor. Uh, the Atlanta defense has been strong the past two weeks. They made some changes on the bye. They've been better, but they are still top 10 in fantasy points, completions, passing yards, passing touchdowns allowed to quarterbacks. So this may be a neutral matchup now, not a super great matchup. And nonetheless, we know Winston in in good, great, whatever matchups at some point, he's able, He's he, at some points, he's able to put up a lot of yardage and occasionally a lot of touchdowns. So I think at 6,200, he's a fine value here. All right, speaking of value, a guy we talk about literally every single week, other side of the football, <laughs> Matt Ryan, $6,700, obviously taking on the Bucks. Uh, I, I, there's an assumption here. He's hit 300 yards in all but two of his weeks that he has played football. I mean, that three-point bonus is great, but couple, you know, $500 more, you still think that Matt Ryan is still a good value here. No question about it. And you mentioned six out of eight games he's hit 300. One of those he got hurt early, right? So yep. really seven out of eight full games this season he's hit that 300-yard bonus. Three total touchdowns uh, versus the Carolina and New Orleans defenses after, you know, over the past two weeks. But, you know, he has a so again, he hasn't really thrown a lot of touchdowns the past couple of weeks. But overall, he's delivered in that department. Uh, the Buccaneers defense is a great matchup for him. And that's really what stands out here uh, at the 6,200 price point. Second most fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks this season. They are top two in pass attempts, completion yards and touchdowns with 25 allowed to quarterbacks this season. In fact, Seven of the past eight quarterbacks they have faced have finished top 10 in fantasy points. So, uh, you know, I think uh, 
Ryan is a high floor player. He is a great matchup. There's a lot to like at this price. Yeah, absolutely. Al, you've got a guy that you like that's a little bit cheaper than either one of those guys that Mike has mentioned, and that's going to be Carson Wentz taking on the Seattle Seahawks, only $5,600. Now, Wentz has struggled a little bit, but the value here seems like it's a pretty good spot. Yeah, his price is the 13th highest quarterback on the slate, but I haven't projected as the sixth highest scorer just based on raw projection. Seattle's allowing the fifth most passing yards per game this year. Philly is struggling to establish the run and really get things going on the ground. So they're a pass-first offense, and everything flows through their tight ends. Uh, and Seattle has allowed great efficiency to opposing tight ends and allowed uh, the 300-yard bonus to guys like Jameis Winston and Goff and Dalton and Schaub. Uh, so I think that that's in play for Wentz as well. Two touchdowns and a 300-yard bonus really elevates him to one of the best value players on the slate at QB or the best value play on the slate at QB. Okay. Somebody else we want to really quickly mention, Ryan Fitzpatrick, $5,000 taken on the Cleveland Browns. There have been four quarterbacks to go over 24 points against the Browns this season, and that's without any of them hitting that 300-yard bonus. One thing that we know about Fitzpatrick, he can definitely air it out there. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to be able to see what he can do. Maybe we'll talk about one of his pass catchers a little bit later on in the show. We'll Perhaps. Out. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, running backs. Let's talk about some running backs here, Mike, where Derrick Henry coming off a really big week last week, $6,900, which is a pretty nice price. Taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, do you see a repeat of what Derrick Henry did last year against Jacksonville in the cards? Well, that would be nice, right? You won your week, I mean, you're going to, speaking of cashing, you're going to cash if that happens. Uh, Look, Henry's been terrific this season. They finally turned the the backfield over to him full-time at the end of last season after that big game against Jacksonville. About time. And he, yeah, no question. He's delivered the goods. Ten touchdowns this season, at least one in seven of ten games. That gives you a very... Uh, very high floor in fantasy, not much receiving work. We know that, but more than he's had in the past couple of years. Does have 15 plus carries in nine of his 10 games this season, speaking of high floors, and 25 plus fantasy points in back-to-back games. So he's been even better as of late. And then the matchup is terrific. The Jags, pretty good personnel on that side of the ball, but they've been very generous to, generous to running backs. 12th most fantasy points to that position, the sixth most on a per-play basis. They've given up 33 or more fantasy points to four different running backs this season, and they're allowing a league-worst 5.4 yards per carry. Dead last in that category, they've allowed the seventh-most scrimmage yards and 10 total touchdowns to running backs this season. It's a good spot for this guy at 6,900. He's not going to kill your cap. I like him a lot. Okay. Another guy we want to look at here is Leonard Fournette, $7,300, taking on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Here's the big thing when I look at Leonard Fournette guy is getting a ton of usage 182 attempts 854 yards so he's averaging you know about 85 yards a game but only one touchdown mm-hmm. I, i'm curious where he ranks in the uh ofp otd for Dang this one it. the touchdown ofp is for fantasy points otd for touchdowns where is he ranking the OTD? how long have we known each other get with it here 5.4 years otd that gap is uh right there with mike williams one of the largest in the league so again that's based on his usage he should have five or six touchdowns he is one yep Guy, this happens. You have guys with bad luck in the touchdown department. That's been him. He'll get back on track in that department going forward as long as the offense is competent. But nonetheless, despite the one touchdown, still averaging 16.9 fantasy points per game. That's unbelievable considering he has one score. He's hit the 100-yard bonus three times. He's yep. playing 87% of the snaps. He's handled 86% of the carries, which is 18.2 per game. He's handling 17% of the targets. That's 5.8 per game. The usage is astronomical. We're talking like peak Steelers Le'Veon Bell sort of usage here for Leonard Fournette and again he's still under he's still below where he can be because he you know because he uh, hasn't scored the touchdowns and then quickly the matchup with the Titans here uh their mid-pack against running backs good versus the run but do a lot 
allow a ton to receiving backs, eighth or worst in targets, receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns allowed uh, to the running back position. And again, Fournette, I think he has that kind of, people just kind of view him as that between the tackle plotter. But again, he's not. He sees a lot of work in the passing game, so he can take advantage of that as well. Yeah, that's the thing that when you you said how many how many uh, targets is he getting per game? 5.8 or something like uh, that? Targets 5.8, yeah. Man, that's that, big time. That's huge. That's a huge number, no es- question. Especially for a guy that I don't think, not that anyone thought that he couldn't be a pass catcher coming out of college, but like he's really added that to that game and, and brings a whole other value. If he can get in the freaking end zone... That's a recipe for... Uh, Watch your mouth, sir. I'm so, well, you're right. I apologize. I hope my mom's not listening. Uh, let's move ahead, Al. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, you like this week, taking on the Oakland Raiders, $6,400. Le'Veon's had a couple of struggles on the ground with efficiency, but one thing is, is he's absolutely utilized in that passing game, and he really yeah. is the de facto running back there. So tell me what you like about Le'Veon Bell this week, taking on the Oakland Raiders. You know me, Daniel, I'm always looking for volume, and he's got seven games with 20-plus touches this year, and he's kind of the cheapest guy with the highest volume on this main slate. He's had a rush touchdown in two consecutive games. This is an offense that has been trending upwards, playing against a defense that against running backs has been trending a little bit downwards over the last four weeks, allowing the 12th most points to opposing running backs are the Oakland Raiders in terms of DraftKings points. So for somebody with the usage in the passing game that he has, even though it's kind of ebbed and flowed nine targets a few weeks ago, two targets last week, uh, I think that Le'Veon Bell is a great candidate for 20-plus touches, hoping for four or five of those being through the air, uh, and he keeps that inside the five usage. So for me, he's a good mid-range value where you're going to get those 20 touches but not at a really high cost because everybody south of him has a lot of warts. Yeah. Yep, that is true. We're going to actually talk about one of those guys, but really quickly, also we're just going to state mm-hmm. it. Christian McCaffrey, absolutely worth the $10,500 price point. Correct? Yes, you should, you should probably play for him because if you don't, you're going to feel bad. Okay, got it. Try to find a way to squeeze CMC into your lineup. I tried. It was going to be awkward later when we do our lineups. It was tough. Anyway. We're going to find out how it works. <laughs> uh, another guy that I like, and, and Al is 100% right. There are some words in these guys, but uh, Jordan Howard, we'll see what happens if he plays. Chris Carson is a nice guy uh, that we really enjoy this week. Ronald Jones, $4,800 taken on the Atlanta Falcons. Here's the thing. If Ronald Jones can like consistently get the workload of that 16 to 20 touches in a game, we've seen what it is that he can do with it. But there are still some games where he just sort of disappears. I'm really hoping that this week against the Tampa Bay, uh, excuse me, against the Atlanta Falcons, mm-hmm. that there's going to be so many points scored, they're going to have to utilize him in the passing game, that they'll still use him in the running game. So $4,800, he's eighth in yards per carry after first contact, while uh, Peyton Barber, the guy that he's split in time with, 28th. So it's not even close as to which one is a better running back from that standpoint. Yeah, coming off a dud game, but uh, still their lead back, and he's a much better matchup. Uh, Atlanta, fourth most fantasy points. A lot of running backs this season. I think he gets back on track. Here. Yep. And $4,800 is a nice price point. Mm-hmm. All right. Mike Clay, we're going to talk about some wide receivers now. We just cannot get away from this game. Mike Evans. You're going to notice a trend here with basically everybody that we're talking about. Yeah, we're, we're talking about a lot of the same games here, but it's just the way it works that's, out. That's how it works. Mike Evans, $7,300 taken on the Atlanta Falcons. Always worried about whether you're going to good Jameis or bad Jameis. And sometimes Mike Evans sort of ebbs and flows with that. But even if bad Jameis exists... And he throws for 400 yards. Like Mike Evans could have a very good fantasy day. Yeah, no question. I mean, Jameis, if you're going to throw some picks, just make him pick sixes. Get back on the field. Exactly. And let's go. And he I does. Like he delivers that uh, for us. And and it's delivered in a big way for Mike Evans, who kind of started a little slow this season, a low target share, and then really got rolling. He's actually the number two scoring fantasy receiver right now. He's second in yards. He is first now in end zone targets with 15 and OTD. Or again, opportunity adjusted touchdowns. Daniel is expected yeah. total. Highest in the league, he has seven touchdowns. He has 12-plus targets in four different games this season. He has 10-plus points in 
eight of his past nine. So he is a very high floor, 180 plus yards in three games. So he is a high ceiling. He really delivers the goods in this high volume passing, uh, uh, high, I should say high passing volume Buccaneers offense. And how about the matchup? Terrific. He's going to see Isaiah all over the most. The Falcons are allowing the second most fantasy points and the most over the past eight weeks to left perimeter receivers. That's where Mike Evans alliance on 41% of his pass routes. He was good against this defense last season with 10 catches, 164 yards and two touchdowns. And again, the Falcons have really struggled overall this season against this position. Six most fantasy points allowed, the fourth most yards, the fourth highest yards per reception, the third highest catch rate and the fourth most end zone targets. So yeah, and 12 touchdowns to wide receivers. It's a great matchup here. And the Bucks haven't played them. That doesn't even include a game against the Bucks. They haven't played each other yet. They'll play yeah. two more times the rest of the way. I like it. Other side of the football, Julio Jones, $8,000, obviously taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's the big thing about Julio. He's averaging over nine targets a game in each of the last five games. Like That usage is still there, obviously, with Mohamed Sanu leaving. They're, they've got to find a way to be able to get him in the end zone more often. I know that's something mm-hmm. that you know is near and dear to my heart. But, yes. uh, but Julio Jones, $8,000, really good value here. Again, especially with the implied point total. They think there's going to be a lot of points here. So tell me what you like about Julio. Uh, I like, I mean, 8,000, it's, it's going to cost you some, but he's playing Tampa Bay and it's, it's just an outstanding matchup as I'll get to here in a second. But yet yeah, Jones is just so, obviously he's great. I mean, he's headed toward his sixth straight top 10 season at the wide receiver position. Right now he's top 10. And I mean, it's been a little quieter of a season for him, but he's still top 10 in targets, receptions, receiving yards, has four touchdowns, has started really well in that department, has dropped off, hasn't scored since week three, but has 91 plus receiving yards in four of his past five games. So he's still been pretty good. And again, the matchup here cannot get any better than playing Tampa Bay. Most fantasy points allowed to receivers, the most to the perimeter over the past eight weeks and over the past month. Jones lines up on the outside 79% of the time. This Buccaneers defense is third or worst in terms of pass routes against targets, receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns allowed to wide receivers. They've given up 17 touchdowns already to wide receivers. Maybe this is the week Jones gets in the end zone. But even if he doesn't, he could have one of them 150-yard sort of games. Like him a lot here. Okay. Al, someone that you were looking at, Michael Thomas, $9,300 taken on the Carolina Panthers. I don't know what there is to say about Michael Thomas other than he's really good. Uh, he's scored over 25 yes. points in each of the last four games. I mean, he's. I believe I read in your Best Buys article, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you believe he has reached that like RB1 status when it comes to DraftKings. Yeah, and typically I like to pay up for a you know the high volume running backs, but he's producing like the high volume running backs. There's a lot more variance inherent to the wide receiver position. If these guys get uh, like Mike Evans had a couple weeks ago, instead of having 12, 15, 13 targets, all of a sudden he had like a six target game. That's going to push him way down and it's going to have his floor be a lot lower, which is just inherent to the position. Michael Thomas does not seem to have that in him this year with one, the amount of volume that he's getting between 11 and 15 targets pretty much every single game, uh, bar a couple. And he's got about a 15 or a 16.4 because of his ridiculous historic level sort of catch percentage uh, because of the low dot throws that he sees. So he's basically producing like a running back. He's producing like Christian McCaffrey, but you're getting a $1,200 discount when it comes to cash games, I think I'm prioritizing Michael Thomas over Christian McCaffrey, and that's really saying something because that's not something that I normally do. Yeah. All right. I was trying to find a way to squeeze Michael Thomas into my lineup this week. We'll see mm. whether or not I made it work. Okay, we will. That's called a tease. Uh, <laughs> looking again, Alshon Jeffrey, another guy that we like, depending on if he plays or not, that's going to be a real question. Make sure you monitor that situation. 
uh, DJ Chark, Alan Hearns, Russell Gage, if you need mm-hmm. some cheaper options. I'm a big fan of Devontae Parker this week, $5,200 taken on the Cleveland Browns. Since week seven, guys, Devontae Parker is a top 15 player in targets per game with 8.8 targets. And we know the way that Fitzmagic likes to throw it deep and get it out there. So, like, that cheap Fitzmagic Devontae Parker stack, while sometimes it feels a little bit iffy, I'm sort of on that this week, especially against a Browns defense that is bottom 10 in passing touchdown percentage uh, so far this year. So let's move ahead to tight ends where we're looking at a guy named Greg Olson, who over the last two weeks has put up double-digit points from a tight end position. Mm Mm-hmm. And this week he's only $4,100. Seems pretty good value against the New Orleans Saints here, Mike. Yeah, definitely a good value. And you have that, you know, that list of solid, like there's eight tight ends we often talk about that you yep. feel pretty good about each week. But uh, after that, it's just kind of a, a crapshoot, right? You're picking from a lot of guys like an Olsen or Witten. I mean, there's there's so many guys, young guys like Fant and Gusecki. It's tough to sort through. But Olsen has actually been one of those guys that's delivered recently. 29 fantasy points over his past two games, 15 targets. 13 catches, 155 yards. He is the tight end eight on the season. And it's really been about playing time, Daniel. Uh, this guy we thought might retire in the offseason. He is number one at tight end in snaps. He's number two in pass routes. He's top nine in targets, catches, yards. The only problem has been touchdowns. He hasn't scored since That's week OT- three. OTD is touchdowns. That's right. That's yeah. true. That is true. Expected touchdown. Opportunity adjusted touchdowns. Yes. You got it. Uh, and by the way, the matchup this week. The Saints, only two touchdowns allowed to tight ends again. Olsen already hasn't delivered in that department and has been solid. But they are eighth worst, nonetheless, in fantasy points per snap. So I think this sets up uh, for Olsen to have a decent day. He could get to double-digit points, and that's really all you need at 4,100. Yeah, I really like that. Vance McDonald, let's be a little bit quicker with this one, taking on the, the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's not that Vance isn't good, but, yeah. but the idea that like Vance McDonald has Mason Rudolph throwing him the football, and that offense just isn't fantastic. But $3,500... Just a cheap value play if you need to be able to find someone that's probably going to get some targets here in this offense. Yeah, no question. Uh, he hasn't cleared 40 yards in a game this season, so it makes you kind of it makes tough to justify yeah. putting him in your lineup. But he has seven targets in three straight games after seeing seven in only one game prior, so he's trending up in terms of usage. That's good. Juju Smith-Schuster, very doubtful, we can say, for this yep. game. Deontay Johnson is questionable with a concussion. James Conner, probably not going to play either. Where are the targets going to go? They have to go somewhere. It's probably going to be Vance McDonald, who maybe pushes for double digits in this game. By the way, Bengals defense, I know you want to be quick on this one. Bengals defense have faced the fifth fewest tight end routes this season, but have allowed the six most yards, second most ends and targets, and four touchdowns to the position. They have the worst yards per reception, <laughs> yards per target, and third worst catch rate to tight ends this season. So it is a very good matchup as well. Yeah, there's a really good chance that both Jalen Samuels and Vance McDonald had 15 targets in this game. Yeah, they could. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you have to, you're going to throw to Tevin Jones, Johnny Holton. I mean, that's it. That's going to, that may be the receivers for this team behind James Washington. So yeah. there's no question those two could be heavily relied on. Johnny Holton sounds like a spinoff franchise of Tim Hortons, mm. uh, the coffee place. Do you know yeah, Tim Hortons? No, but, uh, I, I, yes, I, of course I know <laughs> okay. Tim Hortons. I've, I haven't been there in a long time, but, uh, yeah, Holton, I mean, he got really quick. I mean, he got, he was a receiver, didn't really cut it with Oakland. Got converted to corner, didn't work out. Looked like he was just going to be phased out of the league. Now suddenly he's playing a pretty prominent role yeah. for the Steelers offense, returning uh, kicks and punt, playing special teams as well. So good for him. Speaking of a prominent role, Zach Ertz, Al, has really turned it on each of the last two weeks. Uh, 11 targets both the last two weeks, nine catches both the last two weeks. Dude has finally looked like the Zach Ertz that everyone thought he was going to be this year. And at $6,000 taken on the Seattle Seahawks, do you think that he's worth that price tag? I think he is in tournaments because I don't know that you can afford to pay up for the six grand for him on DraftKings this week if you want to have an optimal build because 
you're going to have to sacrifice something at running back. And there's not really that many running backs that are all that palatable at the low dollar range. They're all, like I said, they've all kind of got warts. So if you're going to pay up at all at running back, even into the mid range for two or possibly three of them, uh, it's going to squeeze Ertz out of your lineups. But uh, good things, as you said, 22 targets over the last two weeks as Carson Wentz with all the wide receivers that he has kind of disappearing, kind of leans on his Bible study buddy, Zach Ertz. And, uh, tends to throw him the ball a ton, especially in the red zone, and as efficient as Seattle has allowed uh, opposing quarterbacks to be when throwing to their tight ends. You have to love Ertz this week for uh, for some tournament upside. Okay, a couple of the guys that we like here. Jason Witten is a good cheap option if you're trying to fit somebody in, as well as Darren Waller, a little bit less than Zach Ertz, $5,700 taking on the New York Jets. But here's the thing with Waller. You're basically getting a, a wide receiver at the tight end position when you play him. He's run a route on over 81% of Oakland's dropbacks, uh, and the season, opponents are completing 79% of the passes when targeting tight ends over the Jets over the past four weeks. So another spot that if you were maybe trying to get Ertz in there, you realize you need to save a couple hundred dollars, mm-hmm. Darren Waller someone that you can maybe look at. All right. All right. Here we go. Quick week 11 recap, and Desmo 1680 took home the number one spot in our DFS league with 203.44 fantasy points. Last week was a tough week. It was, yeah. Scores were down. We said it on the pod last week. We didn't love it. And uh, our scores kind of showed that. We had one yep. of our worst weeks. I mean, we were still, if you played our lineups in 50-50s, you still, still paid. 50. You still paid. But it wasn't a uh, high ceiling. We didn't have as much wiggle room as usual. So solid. But again, we it was just an ugly slate last week. Not yeah. a lot of a lot of star players were either out or in other slates. And, and it was it was just that kind of week. So And not to mention that some of those cheap guys, and Al, I know we talked on, on you know, traded some tweets about this. Some of them... Uh, cheap guys that we plugged in just got close and, you know, Russell Gage dropped a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Brian yep. Hill had one taken back on a hold. Like those guys killed last week and a lot of people <laughs> had them in tournament lineups, you know, whatever it was that, that kind of, uh, burst the bubble last week too. Normally when we do this, we start with you for your lineup, but I feel like that's giving you a disadvantage. So I'm going to go for a disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm beating you most weeks. Is that what you, cause we're like literally tied. What I don't do know mean? about that. Are we? You I, might. I think we total them points up. It'll tell a difference. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I knocked, I want, I beat you last week. Al did pick you. So he falls to six and three. So I think Al, a lot of pressure to get back on track this yeah, week. Yeah. Al's got to get off the schneid. Yeah. Only six and three. Uh, all right. Here is what my DraftKings lineup is going to be again for our free. Okay. DK League, you guys can join us. Mike and I will both tweet it out at Mike Clay NFL at Daniel Dopp, at Al Zeidenfeld on Twitter. At quarterback, oh, I that's take- terrible, terrible lineup. Oh, sorry, go ahead. At quarterback, <laughs> I am taking Ryan Fitzpatrick, five thousand dollars. We talked about him a little bit earlier. My two running backs are going to be Derrick Henry, sixty nine hundred dollars, and Chris Carson, okay. sixty seven hundred dollars. My flex is going to be Ronald Jones, another running back, mm-hmm. forty eight hundred dollars. Wanting that volume, what I think is going to get there. My wide receivers. Julio Jones, eight thousand. Mike Evans, seventy three hundred. Devontae Parker, that stack with Ryan Fitzpatrick, fifty two hundred dollars. I'm going Jason Witten, thirty five hundred dollars, taking on the New England Patriots, <laughs> New England Saints. And <laughs> for for defense, I'm gonna play the uh, I'm gonna play the Cincinnati Bengals against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Only twenty one hundred dollars. I think they're good value. The idea, I mean, the Steelers. are they're not a juggernaut of an offense, and literally yeah. everybody is hurt. So I felt like that was one space where I could kind of save some money. Yeah, this is unfortunate because our lineups have a lot of overlap here, but mine's Uh-oh. better. So let's talk about it. Okay. Jay, I'm going with uh, a lot of uh, Buccaneers. So look, if the Bucks have a bad game, you can just put a fork in my team here. I have Jameis Winston at quarterback. Ronald Jones is uh, in my flex, and I also have Mike Evans in there as well, we talked okay. about. So I, that's my three bucks. 
by two running backs, Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette. Talked about them earlier. Like that a lot. Alshon Jeffrey, a wide receiver now. He's questionable. If he doesn't play, I'm obviously going to have to try to sub one out. Uh, somewhat sub someone in there at a the similar price. Mike Evans, I mentioned. DJ Chark, I love the fact that I was able to get him into this line. I certainly prefer him to a guy like Parker there. Greg Olson uh, is in a tight end, and I'm going Bengals at defense as well. So I actually, last week, I... I I didn't like my lineup. I was like, do Johnson in there. And it was like, you know, you had like Russell Gage, Brian Hill. It just felt, made me nervous. I like this one a lot. So I'm interested to see what Al Seidenfeld thinks. All right, Al, what you think, buddy? I like Mike's lineup too. I really like the sharp pick of the Bengals defense with Pouncey being out uh, for the Steelers and that offense not really having all that much ability to throw it to the players on their own team. Even uh-huh. last week yep. with Pouncey in there. So uh, the Bengals defense is a really sharp low dollar play. I like the high volume running backs. Give me Mike's lineup this week. Yeah. Wow. He is going to get back on He is going to get back on the winning, the winning, back to his winning ways this Why week. Why do we ask Al to be a part of this podcast? <laughs> I don't understand it. It's weird. You I liked just, him last week when he yeah, picked your team. Well, you thing. know, awkward. Yeah. If he, uh, if he had shown up a little bit, uh, maybe if you'd shown up on time to today's podcast, Al. Uh, I was here. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Appreciate it. All Thanks right. for uh, dressing up. Cool T-shirt. Yeah. Full discretion. We're doing. We're messing with video here. So uh, yes, for we you are listening on audio. We're just messing around with it. So, so within this feed, obviously, you guys are used to the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast. But coming out of next week, every Thursday, we are going to be doing a live video stream of the DFS podcast. Myself, Mike, and Al. The same thing that we've been doing all year long, except this year, uh, for the rest of the season, we're going to be able to do some video, so you can watch us live mm-hmm. as a part of that. On Twitter, on the ESPN YouTube page, on the ESPN Fantasy Facebook page, as well as in the ESPN app. Yeah, and we're running this thing through the Super Bowl. Yes, right? we are. So we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of content here to come. Obviously, the the main Fantasy Focus show on Thursday is eliminated, so maybe we'll expand this a little bit if we need to here or there for news and that. But yep. we'll be on through the Super Bowl with uh, a lot of content. So if you play, you know, once this, once week sixteen or seventeen wraps up, you're pretty much done with your team. But you could keep playing DFS, and we'll help you through that again all the way up until the Super Bowl when yeah. the uh, Eagles play the okay. who? Uh, who are they yeah. playing? Probably uh, Buffalo. Maybe probably Baltimore? Buffalo. Okay. Yep, Philly, we'll Buffalo. See. You heard it here first. That's... Chargers are coming back. Eagles, Chargers. <laughs> oh my gosh, Browns! Like you are never not on the Chargers, <laughs> and it's just the same every time. I love it. Listen, I've never been wrong about the Chargers. I've well, this I, I guess this year I've been wrong about the Chargers, but I've been wrong about the Chiefs. That's okay, the thing. all right, that's fair. The Chargers went twelve and four last year mm-hmm. and beat the Chiefs and yep. won a playoff game. Uh huh. So I will not. Like I'll I'll defend that okay. until I'm dead. All right, uh, Al. Who are you taking in the Super about. Bowl? Al, real, just real <laughs> quick, who you got for your Super Bowl victory this year? Oh man, I don't know. Can I just say the Patriots and probably be right nine out of ten times? That's true. Yeah, yeah, I hate good, it. Good bet. I hate it too. Yeah. Playing All right, safe. that is it for today. We are going to call it a show. Thank you ver- again very much, Mike Clay at Mike Clay NFL on Twitter. Follow him there. And Al, thank you to you at Al Zeidenfeld. We're going to have a ton of fun doing this next week. And like I said, all the rest of the season. So check back with us. And we will be back with the normal fantasy-focused season-long podcast tomorrow on Friday, previewing all of the Week 12 action. So until then, we'll see you guys later. Geico presents, oh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work, and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, While you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? (laughs) My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. (laughs) The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.